Welcome to the One Step to Life podcast, a podcast for those living with chronic pain and the people who love them. Honest talk for people living with persistent pain, chronic and complex illness, long-term COVID, or other complex medical conditions. Why the Definition of Pain Matters by Nancy Darling First published April 19, 2021 In July 2020, the International Society for the Study of Pain redefined pain. Doesn't sound like a big deal. We all know what pain is, right? Not something that would take a bunch of scientists several years consulting with many different stakeholders. But it is. Here's what they wrote. Pain is, quote, an unpleasant sensory and emotional experience associated with or resembling that associated with actual or potential tissue damage. Unquote. They went on to discuss six important related points. Pain is always a personal experience that is influenced to varying degrees by biological, psychological, and social factors. Two, pain and nociception, the neural processes of encoding and processing noxious stimuli, are different phenomena. Pain cannot be inferred solely from activity and sensory neurons. Three, Through their life experiences, individuals learn the concept of pain. Four, a person's report of an experience of pain should be respected. Five, although pain usually serves an adaptive role, it may have adverse effects on function and social and psychological well-being. And finally, verbal description is only one of several behaviors to express pain. Inability to communicate does not negate the possibility that a human or a non-human animal experiences pain. Now, this definition and those six points were the result of a lot of work and, believe it or not, took four decades, four decades, as a revision of the original definition of pain developed by the International Association for the Study of Pain. I would urge you to look at the infographic that they produced and the link to the original definition that's on our website. Now, there's two main points. In this particular piece, I want to focus on two specific points I found important about the definition. And I'm really going to focus on this. So an unpleasant sensory and emotional experience associated with or resembling that associated with, and here's the main point here, actual or potential tissue damage. So that point, actual or potential tissue damage, is what I want to talk about today. So first point, healthy pain is protective. First, is that the purpose of healthy pain is to keep us safe. Pain's primary purpose is to warn us of impending or actual tissue damage. It does so by alerting us because a strong aversive stimulus, ouch, grabs our attention, stops us in our tracks, and makes us stop what we're doing so we can protect ourselves from harm. Our hand gets too near a flame, it hurts, and we pull back. Now, this important function should not go underemphasized. 
I had a colleague who had no feeling from the waist down due to a viral injury. Her inability to feel put her in constant danger because she had no protective pain function. She once broke an ankle because she didn't realize her foot was stuck in a door. Pain hurts. And most of the time, when it's healthy pain, that keeps our bodies intact. Pain also protects us by forcing us to rest because we're tired. It takes energy to heal. Pain is exhausting. Tissue injury requires many resources to heal, and exhaustion slows us down so our body can use its resources. So, pain can occur, unfortunately, in the absence of damage. And that's the second major change in this definition, and it's more subtle. Pain is defined as something that may resemble pain caused by actual or potential tissue damage. Chronic pain or persistent pain, pain that lasts longer than six months, is often caused by the nervous system responding as if there were tissue damage when no damage exists. Migraine disease, trigeminal neuralgia, regional amplified pain syndrome, fibromyalgia, and other chronic pain conditions are all caused by the nervous system sending faulty warning signals when no emergency exists and the brain responding to those signals as if the body were in danger. So you get the aversive stimuli, you get the exhaustion and the desire to rest, but it doesn't help the body heal. The pain itself is a disease. So in our next post, I'll be talking about chronic pain and how body, brain, culture, and behavior combine to change the perception of pain. Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, I would urge you to subscribe to this podcast. I'd also suggest that you check out our website. You can find us at onesteptolife.com. That's number one, step number two, life.com. The One Step to Life app can be found on the Apple App Store and also on Google Play. Thanks. Bye.